go. Time for another Malt Travel podcast. Episode 34. I'm getting tardy because the screen there said episode 32, but it really is episode 34, which has taken quite a while to get here. I think we were planning this actually about two weeks ago. Uh, we had one go at it, and then um, Sky Broadband got in the way, and um, I just talked like a Dalek, I disappeared. So yeah. Bruce and Nick were carrying on. I've, in fact, I've not even listened back to the recording. So yeah, we thought it was going to be the best podcast ever, didn't we, bro? We had we had one false attempt. Uh, and then we tried again, and I was struck down with whatever the post-COVID, COVID, un-COVID. Yeah, it was just 24 hours, and I think the whole family had it for a while. We all had it for about 24 hours. Have my wife got it for four days, but there we go. That's another story. Um, so anyway, we're eventually here, and, and even then, it's been a bit slight uh, challenge because I've got a, a lot of IT issues at uh, at work at the moment. So we're we're here. So I'm not falling asleep in a minute because I've been up most of the day. Uh, so we're here. It's episode thirty-four. So we thought we'd just do a quick catch-up uh, where we can. We, I think we we last time we we met was just before the Easter holidays, and wanted to we had a few plans there. So a quick catch up on that. And then the highlight was uh, a visit to Beertown Malton, obviously gives the podcast its name. Uh, after a gap of two years, uh, the Malton Breweries, um, Bash Castle and Bad Seed had got together and done their uh, back to their beer festival. Uh, it's been postponed, this one, I think, again, two or three times about this podcast. So Nicholas there is, is, is showing off the glass for those on YouTube, and I'm going to show off my, my lovely new, oh, I've gone now, my lovely new T-shirt, which you can't <laughs> see. There we go, Beertown T-shirt, which you might talk about in a minute. Uh, unfortunately, Bruce couldn't be with us. He was on family duties and work duties, so uh, it was just me and Nick, but we had a, we had a good all night, so we'll, we'll catch up on that and obviously let Bruce know kind of what he missed. So let's start with some beery highlights. So Nick, it's a while now, but I think, you, you had a busy Easter at work and you managed to get out, I think, on Easter Monday, but you found most of the pubs were shut. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Sunday or Monday. But, yeah, so I'd done eight, eight days in a row, so I thought I'd have a walk up town. Walked up by the river, up to Old Moulton, realised that they don't normally open on a, a Monday, uh, but they stopped open at 7 o'clock, but uh, sadly for me, it was quarter past seven. I could see some regulars disappearing in the cars on the way home. So I thought, right, walk into town. So I walked into town. Uh, Yorkshire Bar and Grill, the Omvi, uh, which is a new place, they weren't open. New Malton were open, but I could see Chapter 2, top of the marketplace was open. Walked into there. The only person in the front bar area, um, but managed to get a pint of this antidote, which, reading the bottom of the pump clip, in small letters, says uh, Copper Dragon. So it's, it's out the Copper Dragon uh, oh, Stable yeah. Brewery. Uh, nice beer. So, in fact, 
managed to squeeze another one. And then Rory, the landlord, uh, arrived. He was just dropping some stuff off uh, out of his car at the front of the pub. So I said to him, uh, it was a bit of a saviour seeing that most of the places in town were closed. He said, oh, well, I'm closing at eight o'clock. So I went, all right, okay. But yeah, I mean, the town was dead. So I walked back down Wheelgate, Cross Keys was closed. Sudderby's was, oh, shouldn't call it Sudderby's, otherwise we get banned from there. Uh, the Rose and Crown was closed. Uh, there was one bloke sat in on his own in the New Globe. And as I walked back down Norton, there was one person in the union. So yeah. I ended up getting a Chinese and coming home. Quiet night. Mm. Yeah, it's just worrying. I but mean, I, I, I enjoyed the two pints of antidote yeah. I had anyway. So. But I think that, again, whether it's still staffing, I know one or two places I've been, and I, in fact, we checked a guy at work who actually was staying at a hotel up in Carlisle, and the bar shut at 10 for everybody. He says, is that my resident? He says, yeah, we shut at 10. So nice. it's uh, early, early doors. Isn't it? And you think a year ago, we were still in lockdown, just emerged from lockdown, weren't we? So it's uh, still quite challenging for our pubs. Bruce, you've been re- well revisiting, or good news is that you've, you've found a few village pubs which have been reopening around York and uh, some Sam Smith's pubs. So there's a couple of your visits here, I think. We have. I mean, this is at Sam Smith's pub. But yes, on the way to the Crooky Billet, uh, we're the long way around. Uh, uh, we uh, took the country around. We're delighted to uh, report that the Roebuck Inn, Appleton Roebuck's reopened. Uh, Roebuck Inn, absolutely classic uh, Yorkshire uh, boozer in um, an old village that's now become increasingly gentrified. But uh, of course, no matter things get gentrified, Sam Smith does it uh, alter his direction at all or <laughs> make an allowance to the local audience. But it's a fantastic pub. Uh, difficult at the A64 once you get past Hadden, put it in sat and have drop in, see it. If you're old in York, well worth the trip out. Um, it's uh, stone flag floors, it's got huge copper barrel tables, it's got a huge, huge Yorkshire range for such a small pub. On a winter's night, it's almost could be something from um, it almost really from a uh, somebody writing a novel set in Yorkshire on a winter's night. That would be for an American audience. The rule book be exactly what they'd envisage on a winter's night. It's absolutely fantastic. It's one pub with three fives, but the Yorkshire range. It's fantastic. Uh, we've missed it this winter, and sadly, I don't suppose the fire's good mm-hmm. now much the next winter, so let's hope they don't upset Mr Smith and keep it open. Uh, fantastic. Uh, pub. But, yeah, this night we're on our way to the Crookie Billet, uh, which is at Towton, site of uh, England's bloodiest battle, uh, the English Civil War there, apparently uh, it's knee-deep in blood, thousands of uh, casualties. This is the pub actually uh, at uh, at Towton. Um, unlike many places, we've been all been chuntering late about the price of uh, food going up in pubs. But there, Fish Friday, which picture there, £15 for two portions, £15. <laughs> and excellent they were too. Excellent they were too, yeah. So, uh, well worth I think I think John T. Road might have said something about presentation, Bruce, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't suppose there's much you can do with fish, chips and mushy peas, but uh, yeah. Oh, uh, and, and what was the beer like, Bruce, there? It's a limited beer range. Yeah. I'm one guest still. Uh, it's famous for its giant Yorkshire puddings, actually. Um, again, rather madly, they've gone up to £15 for a giant pudding. They are proper homemade Yorkshire puddings are enormous. But they do a Yorkshire pudding challenge, which bizarrely is still £18 for three courses. So if you can eat it, you can get a, you get a giant Yorkshire pudding full of gravy to start, then a Yorkshire pudding with any filling that you want and all the trimmings, <laughs> and then to end with a gigantic Yorkshire pudding full of golden syrup and ice cream. <laughs> at, which, at, which, at which point your liver will probably pack up and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, like yeah, your stodge. Eighteen pounds three courses, but yeah, great little pub, the Crooky Billet. Friendly people, uh, open for breakfast on a weekend as well, and say not pretentious at all. 
Uh, amazing how they managed to. I was in London yesterday, and every single pub, every cafe was looking for staff, and that yeah. metropolis was full of millions. Yet they're in absolutely in the middle of nowhere, and I was seeing the man to keep it staffed. So, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Good. very good. And then you also had a trip to Harrogate, I think, again over Easter. Um, again, it was very much food related, Bruce. You were going to find right, my takeaways, number one takeaway. Absolutely, yes. Any of those, of course, watch uh, that uh, YouTube uh, juggernaut that's written uh, a takeaway. Probably so. It's Harrogate a few weeks ago. It's a quite uh, innocuous looking sandwich shop. I was so blown away by the food. You're the best ever place you've been to. Uh, previous to that, of course, it was Nibble at Hull. Uh, so we're quite delighted to have it so close to home. So uh, uh, with uh, two very excited uh, kids in tow, uh, off we went. I think if we'd been taken to see the Taj Mahal, they'd been less excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's te- testament to the power of social media. So, yes, indeed, we went. So we had these uh, uh, KFCs, which are on YouTube, see the top of the tank corner. Uh, you have to say it was pretty damn impressive, though. I mean, the, the bread's amazing. Everything there's prepared on the premises. Uh, this was their own um, um, hand-fried uh, chicken. Three enormous uh, pieces of uh, wonderfully seasoned fried chicken. Uh, in an amazing piece of bread, probably six quid. I um, made a pastrami sandwich. Uh, something else had a, a, a hot Japanese seared beef sandwich. Uh, and, and, and in the midst of it all, my wife spent about 25 minutes agonizing the choice of breads and fillings and exotic uh, things you put in it and goes, I'll have a cheese and chutney, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, uh, yeah. that's the Thug Sandwich Company in Harry. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely, it was interesting to talk to the bloke actually. How has it affected yeah. you? He said, It's just been insane. He said, yeah. He said, oh, he said yeah. we opened up the morning, he says, and there were five lads. He says, They'd come from Kent, they'd driven up from Kent, he says, five hours. And he said, You know, if you wanted to anything about the powerful influence of yeah. social media, he was like, This was testament. And the nice lads deserve all the success, you have to say. But it's a tiny place, but the food is, is whereabouts is it, Bruce? It's about uh, night seconds walk from the train station. You know, the uh. It's not Cheltenham Parade, is it? It's the road with all the restaurants and all the... Yeah, yeah. Pizza Express, right. Pezzo, Sushi, yeah. uh, and Sushi. And then you've got this little sandwich shop and a saying, of course, uh, doing well anyway, but of course, since there, it just, uh, just in, in, but well worth a visit, you have to say. Mm. Um, lots of veg options for Jeff Jackie, too, if you go. Uh, but I was saying <laughs> to Michael, it was quite bizarre. I mean, I know we knock Nick about us about weather spoons, but you have to say... Uh, that this afternoon, uh, that afternoon, now we get. I mean, we've gone to the uh, Winter Gardens, uh, you know, which is probably fantastic weather spoons, isn't it? Yeah, arguably the most, yeah. most spoons in the country. They but once again, I mean, he served it. What else would have happened to it? I mean, the actual yeah. uh, bath yeah. down at the bottom of the hill is, is a Chinese restaurant now, part of it. But yeah, and that's not open after the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you know, these great parquet floors, huge uh, Renaissance themed ceilings, and this huge uh, staircase down to it. Uh, they could maintain it really well. It said 15 rail ales on that day. 15 rail ales. Uh, there's so much room, you know, people can spread about um, together. You know, it attracts a very different crowd to many weather spoons affair. And why wouldn't it in those surroundings? And I was astonished Jai Poor on it, £2.10p a pint, which is madness, you know, £2.10p a pint. Use your voucher, brochure, use your voucher. Nobody wants it, but I forgot to do that. Yeah. And then later that day, we discovered that the. Um, we went to um, see Mr. Adam was over for a pint on the way back. I noticed that the uh, the Inn on Cheltenham Parade is now a uh, uh, the old Taylor's theme, which was new. So I went in, and it's the bloke who operates two other pubs. So Taylor's on the buildings, but he operates this and uh, two other pubs. Uh, and I say, um, uh, the full rack of Taylor's beers on there, including mm. that off Newcastle beer, but four seventy five a pint. Four mm. seventy five, and it's the Taylor's house. And you think, why in the name of God do you pay four seventy five for a pint of a? <laughs> You know, the golden best, the landlord. Um, 
which was actually you know, it was a weird thing. There was no price difference between the strengths of the Taylor's beer. But you get two pints of Jaipon, still be 35 because they're good. So in terms of uh, the cost of living crisis, it's hard to imagine. In a place like that, you've got yeah. a, a really nice weather spoons. Um, yeah, the people are going to flock to them, aren't they? Really yeah, it's, like? it's what we talked about last uh, last podcast, didn't we? You know, that there is a challenge there. There is a... I know Nick's got a story might, we might do uh, next. He, he, he had a cunning ploy the other day where he, he ended up having basically pint um, oh. pint, pint tasters. He's got, I've got some pictures from the next podcast where he worked out a scam with you know the meal deal and the drinks deal. So rather than paying for three thirds, he ended up with three pints about the same price. So huh. we, we will come back to that one. So my... that work that work out? Well, yeah, if you get if you buy three meals and, and you make you persuade all your, your family not to have uh, a cup of coffee or a coke, but have a pint. Jackie was driving, oh, yeah, so I buy yeah, a, I buy her a cup yeah. of coffee at 129. Yeah. Mother didn't yeah, want yeah. the alcoholic drink, so I bought her a coffee at 129. Right, yeah. And I got my own drink free, so I had three pints of beer there <laughs> for less than £4.50. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's because we've got the kids, they love the curries. I mean, the other thing I really like now is yeah. the curries. I think the food has to say, it's pretty shocking. But the curries <laughs> seem to hold their own. But have we gone? I say, nobody seems to question the fact as far as you're buying one's 11, you're buying four pints. <laughs> <laughs> no, so as I mentioned, my Easter was spent very, very nicely down in Devon. So we had a quite a nice little trip there and uh, managed to get out and have a few beers again. Pubs were interested there. Um, a lot of the pubs were shut. Not the well, sorry, they weren't shut. They were they closed either on alternate days. They seemed to be a little bit of a you know, well, you open on Tuesdays, we'll open on the Wednesdays. But uh, managed to get quite a few pubs. Actually, found a fantastic book actually in the in the place it was stayed called the Pubs of Devon from 1972. It was full of Bass Charrington and and yeah. all on Watneys and things like that. Yes, but the Alka Seltzer Guide to Pubs of Devon. Extraordinary. So, very interesting. So I had some great beers there, and I, I've put I've kind of done a little map of the southwest there. So I started off on the Tally Ho which is the uh, Bridport. That's the uh, Palmer's Brewery. I think the oldest brewery in the UK, I think. And it's wow. thatched. I've uh, been there. It's really, really nice place. Uh, Bays, which is a brewery out of Torquay. And and the best part of all was uh, some very, very, very nice proper job on proper Cornish cask in Devon, uh, which is really good. And then there's just a picture of me there outside the Barnyards uh, Cove Inn, which is in Dartmouth, which was very nice as well. So I'm going to put together a whole little pack on uh, uh, Devon. Um, so I might just do a maybe another talk through, and I'm going to blog about that as well. The only downside, we, we had a trip out one day to uh, one of the kind of little villages towns that's kind of in on the edge of Dartmoor, and I picked out the old Exeter Inn, which apparently is one of the oldest inns in the world. I think it's something like 12th century. And oh. Sir Francis Drake and people, I think apparently the, the, the uh, stories, Sir Francis Drake was actually arrested uh, in this pub uh, and taken to the Tower of London uh, when he fell out with the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. I'd seen this pub. It's fantastic. It's, you know, talk about all the world. It's, you know, whatever York's got, this has got it on, on steroids. It's a place called Ashburton. Oh. Um, and I'd noticed that they actually sell, serve the beer on gravity from behind the bar. So again, if oh. you're on if you're on YouTube, you can see that yeah. uh, fantastic. I mean, that must be, I guess it's a fireplace that they've used, but the barrels are, are left behind there and it's normally local beers. So it was, a, it, I wouldn't say it's a fair journey. It was probably about a 45 minute trip there. Nice little town, nice little market town. What <laughs> was it got, called, Michael? It's called the, Ex the old Exeter Inn. Um, right. And got in there and then behind the, as I walked in, I saw behind the bar, 
the side say no real ale on draft today uh, inconvenience so i think again that was a i think that was a tuesday and the young young guy behind the bar said look really sorry we only get cask in the weekend because we can't you know we always we're not sure how much we're going to sell so we get it and we get a delivery on friday and it's just when it lasted unfortunately they had a good weekend so they did have a range of keg beers and some interesting actually some some kind of um german beers and, and belgian beers so it wasn't all lost, but it was just such a shame that I got all so that So the pub's in Exeter then? No, the pub is in a place called Ashburton, which is about halfway between, I would guess, Exeter and Launceston. It's very near. I tell you it's near. It's the village next to um, the uh, Abbey Buckfast. It's just, just oh, up the road from Buckfast yeah. Abbey. If you're on the A38 going towards Cornwall, it's, it's I say, probably about four, 30 minutes from Exeter. So really, really good. Now, again, as we've just said, we've got a few of the catch-ups to do. I know, Nick, you've had a trip out to Whitby and one or two other places kind of over this last kind of bank holiday week and stuff. Uh, and we've got to hear a bit more about Bruce's epic journey. At one minute, he was he was texting me uh, pictures of uh, John Smith's, whatever it was, <laughs> up, up in the outer sky. Um, uh, and the next minute is in Notting Hill in some very, very interesting-looking Sam Smith's pub well, with uh, four-foot doors that you had to stoop down to get in. So, yeah, another find. So I think we might need mm. to come back to that. I'm guessing there's something to do there with, with Richie Sunak's or whatever uh, train deal. For those trades, it tickets. was absolutely it's all funded by that. <laughs> so, yeah. let's crack through a quick, a quick bit of uh, uh, beer news. I still haven't been able to get hold of any of this new Guinness cold brew coffee beer. I understand that it's only been sold in Tesco's. So, we've mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. That oh, previous... I've been looking for it, couldn't find it. I didn't realize yeah. it Guinness, I think Guinness... I've, I've seen it, but the review say it's bloody horrible. So. Yeah, Guinness obviously mentioned a few weeks ago. Are, they're, they're, obviously, the um, the lager and everything is gone. The hot 13's all all gone, and they're going to go back to kind of what they know stout. So they've already created, haven't they? Quite a few different. In fact, I did notice in Morrison's, there's about three or four different versions of if you like Guinness Stout mm-hmm. now, and they've just released this one called uh, Guinness uh, Cold Brew Coffee Beer. And as Nick says, apparently it smells a lot better than it tastes. But as yet, we are yet to get get hold of any. So look out for that. Yeah, but I understand now it's a deal with Tesco's. So if you go in Tesco, you might well find it. Uh, we also mentioned uh, race uh, races and, and going racing. <laughs> uh, I managed actually to get to Newton Abbott races on my trip down to Devon. And I've got a report back. It was £4.20 for a pint of Guinness in Newton Abbott. Fantastic. Unfortunately, it was that busy. I only managed to get one. And then I just gave up because there was no point in trying to get, you know, whatever, 55 deep at the, at the bars. So it was a great day. They actually had limited ticket sales. But it was a nice Saturday. It was, it was Easter Saturday. So a busy day. Uh, but I thought £4.20 wasn't bad. And then, in fact, a lorry turned up and they started just flogging cans out of a lorry. But even the key for that was kind of across all the tassels. <laughs> so. But in Aintree, uh, again, I think you, you sent me this one, Bruce. In Aintree, they, uh, this is for the Grand National, about the same, same weekend, they had their e-bars, which were these vending machines chucking out uh, carling. I think it was seven pounds a pint at Aintree for a pint. It's outrageous. And, and it's it? not even served by a human. You go up to this machine, you tap your card on, and it dispenses you a pint of Carling Lager. So, again, for those on YouTube, there's a picture there of that somebody uh, having a go. That was interesting. Uh, I know, Bruce, happy, you, he? you'd been on your tours and you'd picked, this is Morrison's, isn't it? You found that yeah. uh, the uh, uh, Northern Monk were flogging off their jam roly poly pale ale at six pound a box. But I don't think you had me, did you? No, I regret not buying any now. Yeah, because they uh, also did, they did the Yorkshire they did a Yorkshire dinner one. Not your they did a Sunday roast one as well. They did the Sunday roast, right. and then this was the uh, the follow up jam nolly poly. Yeah, 
Mm, Auntie Bessie's collaboration with Northern Monk. The trouble is, I've, had, I've actually tried a, an Aunt Bessie jam roly poly, and that was pretty awful. So I got up the thank you. <laughs> and then everybody was raving about Lidl had done their uh, Belgian oh, week yeah. and uh, a very nice pack of six, very, very actually quite, you know, quite well known. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Belgian beers, a Guldrak and a Pirate, uh, which are very strong. And they were doing that six bottles for uh, $11.99. And I think that's a great deal, isn't it? Seven point two to ten point five percent was the range, so a very good deal. But must admit, we, we don't. I don't tend to go in little at the moment, but I might pop in because there might be some uh, left hanging about. And I just thought I'd throw this one. We've mentioned Sam's already, but this this came up on Twitter, I think, uh, last weekend. Uh, my brother got barred from a local Sam Smith's pub for not ans- for not answering his phone, which is okay because usually your phone isn't loud. But the staff member said they didn't allow music. So we barred him for his ringtone, and that actually got a lot of comments. You surprisingly because <laughs> of that as well. Okay, so uh, hang on, whoa, on. beer news Ukrainian beer, they've got it in Morrison's Bruce. Oh, have they? Mass- massive great palette of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, slab of ten, 10 cans. Uh, uh, didn't have any price on it, and I would have bought some, but I've still got 10 cans of that uh, Brewdog Lost, mate, that we got at Christmas. Oh, right, yeah, that was working out at yeah. seven pounds a case, and obviously, yeah. I don't drink much lager, so. I didn't buy it, but yeah, you, you said you were after some a couple of weeks back. So they've got they've got a big pile of it in in Morton Morrison's at the moment. Oh, I was, yeah. And it, it, it oh, says man. it says uh, all all contributions go go to you know profits from this this, this buying this beer go to the Ukrainian fund, oh, like so. Okay, yeah. Tomorrow, yes. Uh, mm. Talking talking of the uh, the dog that shall not be named, and I think Nick's got over that point now when he was telling us about that wonderful um, beer he'd bought the other week, and we we had to tell him that it was brewed by Brew Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Was that cloud water, wasn't it? Because they're, they're oh. by in Ellen. Oh, um, it wasn't beautiful. It was all right. It was palatable. Uh, like, but... um, it is tonight. Uh, the brood dog have tried to put on some kind of online thing. Which I, mean, I haven't. I got an invite, but I haven't been along there. So I've just sat, keep my eye on Twitter. Um, uh, what's he called? James and David were. Were I think it's an anniversary of brood dog. So they were having a, a an open house on on Zoom or something. So we'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Nicholas on his Joshua Jane or oh, Joshua Jane Ilkley beer tonight. One ninety five from Booths. They also Bruce. had uh, Fellwalker at one fifty in Booths today. Uh, Booths in uh, Penrith. One pound so, fifty for a bottle of Fellwalker. Beer Town Molten. So this was established back in twenty fourteen, um, and I think at the time it was to showcase the new breweries, particularly uh, Brass Castle uh, and Bad Seed. And, and they think got a lovely beer map there. And I've got my lovely uh, beer menu here as well, as long as a T-shirt. Uh, and also, I think at the time, wasn't it like the, the Milton Rooms, which is a, an, a, a proper old Yorkshire assembly rooms, was also, had also been refurbed at the same time. So it was a great chance to showcase some nice architecture in a lovely market town and promote some good beer. So uh, they ran annually. I think it's normally more of a kind of an August, September date they tend to use. Um, but as always with COVID in 2019, things came to a halt. Uh, they tried to put on a 2020, 20, 2021 uh, version, but again, they pulled out fairly close to the actual date and said they were going to postpone it. So that was it. So uh, just before Easter um, in April, they put it back on. It was a, a three-night special. So Thursday night was a kind of a bit of an invitation, uh, mainly for brewers, and then a Friday uh, daytime and evening session, and then a Saturday uh, daytime and evening session. So we managed to get into the Friday session. Um, I drove across from work, and, and Nick uh, was, uh, although you're thinking on Saturday, you, you, you kind of finished work, uh, and off we went. So um, 
we just we didn't go for the mad 50 pound drink as much as you want offer uh we stuck to the seven pounds up front uh uh, online ticket, which was very nice. Uh, you got a glass for that, which was uh, our EK two pounds back, and we, more in that in a minute. And they're quite nice glasses as well. So I think for technically for a five pound evening, um, it's very nice. Didn't get any beer tokens, well, that was maybe a little bit stingy. Um, beer prices were 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 bad, wasn't it? I mean, you were drinking mainly halves and two thirds anyway, mm. so it's sometimes a little bit hard to kind of to think. But was it about two quid? I was looking on our list. Here. I think your you cheap your cheapest would have been equivalent to four pounds for a pint. Yeah, yeah. So we were on we were on four and five five pound a pint, and the most expensive was uh, six pound for half a pint, so twelve quid. Yeah, and that was for a brew York espresso tonkoko. Plantation mm. rum barrel aged tonka vanilla stout at a 10.6. Which we didn't try. Or, or you could have the turning point mile zero, which is a 15%. And that was a Stroop Waffle Imperial Stout. Oh my and God. Once again, that, that would have cost you 12 quid for a pint. Yeah. Now, yeah. That, that 50 pound, Mike, I mean, we, we said in, in hindsight, yeah, uh, silly money to pay because you would have been under the table before you'd yeah. actually managed to suck 50 quid with. But we realised, in fact, that you could actually, you could have just gone and had a mouthful of every beer in the place yeah, yeah. because you were having to pay for it. You'd already paid £50. Yeah. So you could have said that you'd tried every beer. And how many beers were there? There were... Uh, uh, there were uh, 31 keg, and, uh, sorry, 38 keg and 31 cask. Uh, yeah. So 69 beers. And I so, think, yeah. yeah, pretty good, wasn't it? Could, you could have said it's a bit wasteful on the beer, although I'm sure you could have said to the staff, yeah. just give me a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, if you had yeah, your yeah. wristband on, yeah, then you could yeah. have basically tried every one. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, to, to try and try and spend your 50 quid, you would have been very poorly, yeah. I would have said. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, we didn't see many people with wristbands, but then we were kind of, we went in the evening, got there about, know, about seven o'clock, didn't we? So again, those on YouTube, that's the little rooms. It's up in the marketplace in Malton. Uh, next to the New Moulton um, Bistro Bar and just up the, the down the or across from Chapter 2 that Nick talked about a minute ago and, and the new bar Omni again is just on that on that stretch as well so as I mentioned there uh, a, quite a broad range of beers 31 cask and 38 kegs so they split the room in half one half was cask down one side and then there was also keg down the other uh, mainly on Gravity Hample but there were a couple of barrels as well. We, we sampled one of the straight from the barrel, wooden barrel on the bar, which was interesting. Uh, there was live music on again uh, on the Friday and Saturday night. Uh, so we went on the Friday night. It was it was steady. We got there. It was fairly quiet. We got there. Uh, quite a few people had been there, obviously, for a while. They were drifting away to get trains and buses home. Um, it got quite busy about nine o'clock when kind of, you know, like the nighttime lot came. Um, but then again, by by we left about half ten ish. It was pretty quiet. You didn't. I don't think we had to queue at the bar. Nick, did we? More than staff one. were brilliant. The volunteers, yeah. people behind the bar, so quick. Um, mainly knowledgeable. I think I only got somebody got the price wrong once, but that was the, the one one benefit that they were. They had plenty of volunteers on, plenty of staff behind the bar, and that was a quick turnover. The yeah. downside to me was it was great that the milk rooms being used. But I'm not a big fan of beer festivals. When you're in a noisy place, you stood up in a drink. Um, it's like I said to you, Mike, I mean, we could have gone around three pubs in Moulton. We could have got three thirds in each pub, sampled nine, 10, 11 beers. And it would have probably been a bit more comfortable and probably a lot cheaper as well. Yeah, I think um, with, with so it being... I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking the festival. It was nice to, like you say, it was nice to see yeah. a lot of people had come from Scarborough, York on the train, on the buses. Yeah. So it was nice to see them coming into town. Uh, I would hope that they maybe realise that, you know, 
there is a good choice of beer in town, even though a lot of the pubs yeah. are still closed in town. Uh, if you wanted to come for a little session, a little crawl around Moulton and Norton, then, you know, there's the potential there to do that. Because I say, as you know, within that marketplace now, you can sample 10 beers, uh, real ales, um, you know, for, for, for price of three pints, really. Uh, and again, probably about a third of the beers were either Bad Seed or Brass Castle. Again, just put the menu back up there. Um, quite a lot of Yorkshire beers. There was uh, Grew York, Harrogate, um, Mallington's, but actually also some from across the country. So there was there was Wylands, there was Colonel. Uh, uh, so you know, quite quite a quite a range really. Uh, yeah, I think in the afternoon when the band's not on, they had tables down the middle of the down the middle, and you could sit down and have a have a nice beer. I think obviously the idea with the bands were that there was dancing space, so they got rid of the tables. So actually in the hall, you couldn't sit down, although there was seating space down in the festival bar and in the back of the assembly rooms as well. So that is the view that we, when we got there for those on YouTube, that's, that's Milton Rooms in the evening. Um, so very nice. I say on entry, you got given your glass and you got quite a nice little beer menu. Um, not maybe a lot of material, not a lot of reading in it. It was basically the menu again, uh, but quite useful to kind of keep track of what was going on. Just a on. ticker's list, isn't it? Uh, and here's a couple of pictures. So they had big boards uh, above the bars uh, with, with the uh, the beers on, as well as the beer menu. Um, we'd already, as you see on the right-hand picture there, if you're on YouTube, uh, we'd already kind of done a little bit of kind of pre, pre-thinking about what we might want to sample. Um, and there's Nick just debating with, a, with the hairy beer man. Um, I wish he's going to pay. Because, uh, again, that was the other thing about them. It was a bit confused sometimes about what they were doing. Um, as you see there, they had some of the some beers were on the uh, on the tea bar, and then mainly on the on behind on a, on a big uh, a big a big keg rack as well. So they're the beers that we sampled, and in fact, since then I've seen quite a few of those actually down here in Staffordshire. Um, I was drinking the egg you are not uh, on on, uh, on Sunday night. So we we kicked off with a Burnt Mill New Barns com, uh, combi, which is a very interesting combination. Uh, Burnt Mill New Barns. One of those is Scottish, and one of them is. Is Newcastle, isn't it? That, that was my favourite of the night, actually. I give that an eight. Uh, and that's got a really good writer there, yeah. I mean, not, not just at the yeah. festival. Uh, we then went on yeah. to Mallison's Equinot, which is there from Huddersfield. We then moved on to a Sonoma uh, Pale Ale. That was very nice. I quite like that. Uh, we then mm. tried, we went across to the keg uh, section and we had Ubaldo, which is one of the safe males of the desert from Sheffield, 5.6, a bit stronger. Uh, we then tried Nick's favourite, which was the Abbeydale. Uh, from the bloody horrible the, the funk, funk dungeon, I think they call it, was a uh, fermented uh, one of those open fermented beers, which we'll come back to in a minute. Uh, I mean, uh, I was we, drinking, I was drinking Abbeydale last night in the Cross Keys because they have one on their permanent uh, Abbeydale dissolution, and that's a, that's a nice beer. But what they were what they were trying to do, or what they were thinking about with that Amarillo mixed firm farmhouse pale, well, <laughs> yeah. Quite. Uh, we thought we'd better try some molten beer, so I, I, I always like Bad Seed, so Bad Seed Dream Ticket was a very nice beer. The Harrogate Double X Mile, that was one straight from the woods, and again, I've got yeah. in a minute. Uh, Nick then, well, we then actually had a bit of a dip out, we actually cheated slightly, and we left the little rooms, and we went to Omni and had a paddle each in there. Omni. We'll the. uh, and when we came back in, Nick said, let's try a lager, so we had a Elberton Mittel Pills, which was quite nice. And that's that we, one that's supposed to win World Beer Awards, Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all right for a lager. And then Nothing we finished off shout with, out about, but. with a two-by-two two session IPA, and we finished off with a uh, Rebirth, which was a Moore's uh, brewery. I think they're Bristol, aren't they? So uh, some nice beers, different beers. Mm. I said, we were mainly drinking halves or 
thirds. I think we had some of the thirds of the stronger stuff, mainly on the halves with those as well. So as I mentioned, there's Nick just 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 caressing the the barrel, um, barrel. Of, of the XX mild from Harrogate, which was quite interesting. Uh, uh, quite a strong mild at five point six, but that was that was nice. That was again, you got a bit of a wood taste to it as well. Uh, as I mentioned, these were the sitting areas, so. There is in the Milton Rooms a little bar on the left-hand side that kind of supports music events and things. Uh, it's a bit, you know, typical kind of stagey bar. Um, and they just closed the bar off and put seating down there as well. And then a very impressive... They have, they have been trying to open that bar on evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Mm. I think, once again, though, they're relying on volunteers. So if anybody's making a special trip to, to Moulton, don't quote me on that. But yeah. uh, I keep seeing they've got a sandwich board outside saying, you know, uh, theatre bar open. The and I, and I think Friday, they, they do tend to serve Brass Castle and Bad Seed beers in there, so it's yeah. good. And then if you go behind the stage, there is a fantastic assembly room. It's a very, very stunning building. Although, as you can there, when Nick's walking in for those on YouTube, uh, it was quite quiet when we, when we got in there. There's a lot of seating in there, actually. Um, and it was something yeah. a bit quieter to disappear, wasn't it, and uh, and find some space? It, it had to be, because that, that, was, that was the biggest criticism of the night. The sound system was absolutely horrendous. I mean, they're all sort of like folky based bands. I just don't know why they don't do it acoustic, you know, because it doesn't need to be loud. You know, they, you, you'd get the music, but you don't need it amplifying through pretty crappy equipment. You couldn't hear what they were singing. Oh, it was horrible. It really was horrible. Anyway, let's give a little bit of Black, Bad, Black Beard Tea Party, who headlined the Friday night. <laughs> Did you hear what he was singing? He nah. was singing A Devil's Gone to Georgia. Uh, and there's Nick, obviously, really loving the music at the time. So I can see it was a bit busy. It was, people were dancing. Um, it was great. Uh, it was a shame because, like you say, they actually, they're a bit of a folky kind of sea shanty uh, band. They were quite, I thought they were quite good. And the guys before. Uh, now, this was the Abbeydale uh, Amarillo Mix Firm Pale, Farmhouse Pale. Um, I think we only went for thirds of that. And as you can see, Nick. Um, was was not really enamoured with that, and um, I did share that with Abby Dale, and they did they did bounce it back to us as well. Uh, so as I mentioned, we nicked out. We went to Omni, uh, which is uh, uh, the new feel of the new partner uh, bar for the new Moulton. Um, opened not that long ago, a couple of couple of months or so ago. They'd, they'd been trying to open it since last summer, so yeah, opened uh, maybe a couple of months back. Uh, and they are billing themselves as the Bar and Yorkshire Tapas Grill. And as you can see there, they had four hand pumps on. Uh, we gave the Abbott a little bit of a miss, although I did notice some people this week on camera saying how wonderful it was to see Abbott Ale on. Um, mm. And they do paddles, so we ended up with uh, a third of Pennine Heartland, which is a dark amber beer, Rudgate South Pacific, and Great Newsome uh, Holden's Dark. So I guess some really nice Yorkshire beers there, um, quite, quite a train. So it was quite nice dipping out and just sitting in a, in a slightly different environment. It was quite busy for Friday night. We got a seat at the bar, there, as you can see. Uh, again, another spot well worth visiting, and I think they are going to have those beers on. Um, we had a chat with Gemma about Untapped when we were in there as well. Um, so yeah, well worth a little visit. Uh, so we just took out and then and then headed back in back into Beer Town. So Beer Town, yeah, I think Nick's kind of already summarised it a little bit. It was nice. I, it was nice to be back in a beer festival because I haven't been yeah. one for three years. Good, uh, it happened. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was you know worth doing it. I think it was good that we supported those breweries um but yeah and hopefully maybe next time around we might uh, be able to rope bruce in as well and all yeah, three of us could go along yeah it was worth certainly worth going along and sampling some of those beers so uh a bit of a short one today 
the plan is we've still got to catch up with our um, letters. So the next, the letters we pulled out when the last time we did our letters were G, J, and W. So we'll probably try and maybe get this out maybe at the weekend to get the next episode out, and then we can catch up on some of those travels that uh, we mentioned in the podcast as well. And I say that at some point I'll also do a little uh, summary of my trip down to Salcombe and the South Hams and talk a few little pubs down there as well. Uh, Bruce certainly has got some tales from Notting Hill to tell us, and hopefully some from the outer sky as well, which look quite interesting. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, then we'll see where we are. So, gents, any closing remarks? No, I think you're right about beef, and I like seeing back really. Um, but like a bit like Nick, really. I, I like the thought of a beer festival. When I get there, I kind of wish I was sat in a quiet pub somewhere, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point. <laughs> Fully support. And I, I, I say, I think, I think, the, I think the the, the Milton's would have been a lot better. The put the application to, you know, if, mm. if, if the, the bands were playing, because uh, they were the right sort of band, you know, they were lively enough, they were joyous yeah. enough, but it just ruined it by putting it through a not very good uh, peer system. And it also meant, you know, obviously, if people were wanting to have a chat, you were shouting at each other. Well, you are shouting right. stood up at each other. Because you can't hear each other, you tend to drink a bit more as well, instead of being able to enjoy what you're drinking. So, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, just remind me, I also had a trip up to Buxton on, uh, was it Sunday? Sunday as well. So I know, um, I think this time last year, I talked a lot about Buxton Brewery. It was one of our kind of God's lifesavers around us where they opened up their garden tap. So went back up and, and been for a while. Last time I'd been to Buxton, I'd been to actually the, the, the tap bar they actually have to have in the town. So we'd done a bit of cycling, so called at the brewery. And really nice to see that because the weather wasn't great on Sunday, they've now opened an indoor element, an indoor part to uh, the brewery as well upstairs, which was quite interesting. Uh, only a limited number of beers on. They had one one cask, which was their best bitter, and then I think three kegs. But he did say they're going to they're going to develop the rain. So I'll perhaps feed back on that as well. So gents, uh, good yeah, night. Steve he's got uh, strong arm permanent on our camera. Cameron strong arm. Okay. Yeah, he's so making a comeback. I had a pint in Stokesley uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I can't say I'm a bit of fan of strong arm, but again, I like to see yeah. the pump there for the nostalgic reason. But he tastes yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, he's, 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 got, he's got the dark, he's got uh, strong arm on now, which is come down to 4%. That's going to be permanent. He's got uh, Leeds uh, Brewery uh, there, pale on permanently. And then he's got two guests that he's going to rotate. So he's got a range of, of strength and colours, a bit like Gemma's always done at New yeah. She's always had a blonde, uh, sort of a, an amber, and then a darker one, a ruby or a, a porter. So Just that's the way that Steve's yeah. going with it. Yeah, yeah. And I say once again, when you're on your thirds, it gives you a great selection because you just go, you know, light, medium and dark and then choose which one you like the better, which is what I tend to do, and then uh, stick on that one. So, yeah. Good stuff. And we may have some more news on Steve's potential beer festival in June as well, which I think I think I know he's planning. So we might have a bear on that as well. Okay, guys, cheers. Hi, we might see you again at the weekend and try and get another episode out. But uh, till then, all the best. Uh, enjoy your beer, Nicholas, and we'll see you soon. See you next time. Cheers.